Amy Our Element is a teen-hosted podcast covering conversations with our allies. I'm your host, Abby Jones, and I get to chat with some of the most inspiring educators, creators, and changemakers reflecting on their teen years, what makes them feel the most in their element daily, and things that they wish they had known as a teenager. This podcast is a sister organization with The Element Collective. The Element Collective hosts virtual and in-person workshops providing mindfulness, movement, creativity, fun, and other tools that high school-age girls need to love themselves, own their authenticity, and tap into who they truly are. More approachable than traditional group therapy or school clubs, Element Collective founders Mary Allard and Kylie Roswell base their approach on the five elements and create a safe and playful environment for girls to connect with themselves and others. Because when each of us are in our element, magic happens. If you're interested in being a part of any of the Element Collective events or joining our Element community, like me hosting this podcast, or even Gabby who produced the music that you're hearing now, you can follow this podcast wherever you listen Connect with us on Instagram at Element Collective or check us out at elementcollective.com. That's E-L-L-E-M-E-N-T Collective. Hey, hey, it's Mary here, just popping in to wish that you had the most amazing summer. We also wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and being a part of our Element family. So as you all know, we've had the most amazing guests over the last 24 episodes, and we are going to maintain that momentum. We may even have some guest hosts, actually, here in the near future. Keep staying tuned and checking out what we have going on. And don't forget to check out our sister organization, The Element Collective, because they have some pretty cool events going on here in the near future. As you head back into school, we thought this episode would be fitting. I actually got to meet Charlotte, today's guest, about a year and a half, gosh, maybe two years ago, and was just so amazed at the work that she had been doing. Not to mention, she is starting college any day now. So wishing you a happy start to college, Charlotte. You get to hear Abby and Charlotte talk about resilience, motivation, and a thing called grit. Welcome, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. It's nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So I mostly have been really excited to get to talk to you because I know that you also host a podcast and you run a nonprofit, which you're 18 years old. You're a senior in high school. You already have all of your finals coming up. Like, I can't even imagine having to deal with all of that. First, how did you get into doing all of that? What made you want to start your nonprofit and start hosting a podcast? Yeah, so it all started back when I was in sixth grade, which was many, many years ago, facing those very awkward years of life because bad things with friends were happening, academics weren't coming easy to me, and it was a lot to navigate at such a young age. 
and I didn't really know how to deal with it correctly. And I also, you know, like, you're not very developed in sixth grade. You really don't know what you're supposed to do and everything just seems quite overwhelming. And so somehow I got to this point where I thought it would be a good idea to start sharing about what I was experiencing in the hope that other people would feel the same way or maybe they would just feel like they weren't the only one. So I decided to start a blog where I could talk about all these different topics and things that I was dealing with. And I was also a person who really liked to figure out different ways of how to manage things that I was going through. So I would end up like reading these adult books and articles that were like about how to manage stress or how to like find a new friend and stuff like that. And I used the blog to be able to talk about those topics. And that was from like sixth grade all the way up to two years ago when I stopped really writing the blog and got more into podcasting. But when I was in eighth grade, I started learning about grit because it was this idea that is really focused on resilience and facing obstacles and getting back up after you face those obstacles. And it was a really interesting concept because based on everything that I was dealing with, which was really a struggle to me, this thing made it seem like struggles are somewhat helpful and they're getting you towards a different stage in your life that's better than where you are right now. And I saw that there's this organization out in California in San Diego area that was teaching girls about this concept of grit and how to apply it to their everyday life. But I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, and I really wanted more girls to be able to learn about this with me. So somehow I got to the idea that I wanted to ask them to partner up with me and make an event for anyone who wanted to come in the Cleveland area. And that became an event series that we did from when I was in ninth grade through 10th grade, 11th grade, and 12th grade. Um, After 11th grade, our mission started to go opposite directions. We wanted to impact more girls and take this programming outside of Cleveland to other places and have it accessible. So I decided to leave the organization out in California and start my own, which resulted in starting a nonprofit. And this year was our first year we had our event series by ourselves away from the organization in California as our own nonprofit, which is called It's a Girl's Life. We had people from Texas, New York, Illinois, Florida, even teenagers were attending our events this year, which is insane. It was absolutely incredible. So that's kind of how it all got started. So (laughs) that's a lot. I mean, like, I relate to so much of that. Like, I went through a whole lot in middle school. Just listening to it, I'm like, yep, yep. I had a lot of similar ideas. I just didn't have the motivation to make them happen. Right. And I feel that too. But it's also like, even though I'm the person who did this, I don't even understand how I was someone who saw that there was this problem, saw that there was a need for this and went out there to do something about that. Um, I guess I just kind of assumed that if I felt it, someone else had to feel that way too. At some point, I thought there must be something literally wrong with me if there's all these things happening to me that I don't feel like I can control and I don't know what's really going on. But then again, there was like another point or like a switch that somehow happens where I was like, if I'm feeling this way, someone else must be feeling this way too. And that's where I need to start acting because they need this as much as I do, you know? Yeah, kind of like being able to push through the really hard times and find a way to both benefit yourself and somebody else is very inspiring. Like, as I said, it's something that... 
I've thought about for a while. Like I had an idea a while ago for a nonprofit that I was going to start. I had the resources to be able to do it and I just never got around to doing it. Right. I wonder what was in your way. If you could think of like one thing that you think was in your way of doing it, do you know what it would be? Lack of motivation, probably. I have never been a very motivated person. Lots of ADHD, lots of my mind can't focus on one thing at one time. So trying to be like, yes, I have to focus on starting a nonprofit right now. (laughs) That would never happen. It just couldn't happen for me. I wonder if you could try like thinking about it in a different way. Like I know you said you had ADHD. If you were to think about it in a way that is more like manageable, like if I want to start a nonprofit, what are the steps that are going to take me there? And then it's just doing one of those at a time and seeing how much progress you can make that way. If you ever wanted to do it. Yeah, that, I mean, I was really young when I had the idea and I didn't know very much about my ADHD and like how to cope with it. And I've learned to use that method more recently. Um, So if I were to go back at it, I would definitely have to do that. It's just taking that first step, man. Just like, for me, it's like sitting down and like planning out the steps. I'm like, uh, (laughs) no, that's too much. It's always hard. I get that. There's so many times where I'm also like that too. And I think like from things that I've heard, it's it's all about making that start really, really easy somehow and just like making it so small that it's like, why wouldn't you do it? And then somehow you just make progress. And like, even if that's the smallest progress, like you can define progress however you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Did you have, like, your parents there to help you or friends and family? Because, like, that's not an easy thing for a sixth grader to be able to start to manage on their own. Definitely. Well, for the blog, my mom was a big uh, editor behind the scenes. No one really knew that, but I would be, like, sending her a Google Doc and she would be commenting at it um, about, like, you have the wrong subject or this is not spelled correctly or this does not make sense. And it was like all this stuff going on behind the scenes that no one really knew about, um, which goes towards a lot of things. When you see something that someone's doing, just know there's a lot of people helping them out behind the scenes, even if that's not showed from the final product that you see. Um, And then with the nonprofit and all the event stuff, yes, I had a group of adults that was I was working with closely. It was a small group, but they would support me in efforts of, you know, like I was always the one to find the speakers, mm-hmm. but they would be one of the speakers that we would use. Or we are working on content together, um, so we were able to get it done. And also with the nonprofit that I then started, we have a board of directors, and that includes two educational professionals. One's in personal development for teen girls. And the other is the head of an entrepreneurship program at a local college here in Cleveland. And together, we are able to work together to create this programming um, and something that was filling a void for schools to be able to send their kids to our event. So there's lots of people behind the scenes, even if you guys don't always see that stuff. Yeah, totally. So with starting the nonprofit, you said that that really only came what, like your junior, senior year? It came like last November. So a year ago from this past November. Wow. (laughs) Um, So 
the way I heard it, you started the nonprofit to be able to run your own events, right? Yes. Yeah. So it was basically that our missions or what I wanted versus what this organization that I was working with in California wanted were slightly different. And it felt like a change needed to be made so that we could impact more girls and broaden our message, our mission, and and truly be able to impact more people. So it was like the right decision, but it was also a really scary leap because I was going off to be on my own and doing something I've never done before. And I didn't know how to start a nonprofit. And it was, you know, scary because it's a risk. Um, And when you don't know a lot about the risk you're taking, that's like double the scariness, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's like a great example of, I'm totally paraphrasing this, but like people say like, you can't complain about a problem if you're not willing to come up with a solution for it. And like, you're the perfect example for that, like of trying to find a solution for your own problems in middle school and then being able to help other people through that and then finding that your missions don't align. So instead of just being like, well, oh, well, (laughs) like, I guess we're done. Just taking that on and being like, well, then I'll do my own thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It's really impressive. Um, So speaking of all of that, didn't you just have like a, a really big, event happen we did we did it was very crazy because (laughs) if you're working on something for three years that was only with cleveland teens um and two of those were in person one was virtual we would only had in the past like up to 180 girls attend which is still a Mm -hmm. really big number um, of people like who would have known that more than like 10 girls wanted to show up and learn about grit for a day or a morning, but they did. Um, however, when we pivoted everything, you know, taking that risk on starting this nonprofit, none of the things that I knew I how to do, it was really crazy to see the need for learning about grit become so apparent because these schools were sending their students to this event. It was a virtual mm. event. But we had like huge groups of student bodies from different schools around the United States send their students to our event. And it was insane because (laughs) something that I didn't know could just get out of my hometown. Um, Even when I started the blog, I didn't know that I would like be creating this event series that would be impacting so many girls in multiple places at once could happen. Uh, It did. And, and it was really, it was just like very crazy and very surreal, um, but made me realize that, you know, this is important and people want it and it needs to continue happening. Yeah. Was your virtual event your most recent event? Yes, it was in March. Okay. Okay. So generally my last question for our guests is, if you could go back to your teen self and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? So I'll ask you that about like your middle school self then. Um, But I'll also ask you like our whole thing is being in your element. 
So I have two questions for you, Ben. If you could go back to your middle school self and give yourself some advice, what would it be? And when do you feel the most in your element? And when do you feel the most out of your element? Oh, I love these questions. Okay, okay. So my middle school one, I would say there's a lot to say to her. But I would say if I would boil it down to one thing is that you are experiencing this for a reason. And even though you don't see the purpose for that reason just now, take some time and wait to see it all unfold because you never know what's going to happen in the future. Um, and then for the when I'm in my elements, I'm most in my elements, I think when I am being myself and I'm not worrying about what other people are thinking. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm, not. Um, I'm just sharing my opinion and 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 being honestly like really self-compassionate with my own self and my own imperfections and authenticity i would say when i'm not in my element is when i am doing something for the wrong reasons or trying to be someone i'm not or showing up not myself in a way to hopefully impress someone else or to be viewed as a certain version of myself and and those moments are the hardest to do because I'm truly not being myself. I'm being someone else. And that takes a lot of effort. And I've done it before, but it's just really draining and never led to good friends or never led to like a fulfilled experience, you know? So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs>